0: Let's look at that latter part again. It says, it says that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. And again, it says to withstand in the evil day. All of us have had evil days. We know the Bible says in First uh, uh, Peter 5 and 8, that Satan is going as a, what, roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. We know John 10, 10, we even hit that Sunday, the thief cometh to, what, steal, kill, and destroy. And I think it's important that we as believers always have an edge on the enemy. We need to have leverage on Satan, amen? And so how do we get to a place to where we have an edge on the enemy? How do we get to a place where we actually have leverage on Satan? I believe one of the key components is that we have to put on the whole armor of God. Look at this again. Uh, speaking of that, look what it says in verse 11. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand uh, stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles means that he is cunning, he is crafty. It even That word wiles, what it denotes, it means that he has schemes. Amen. He has schemes to what? Calls you to abort your destiny, to forfeit phases of your destiny even. Amen. And that's why it is so important that we put on the whole armor of God. We looked at last week the belt of truth. We talked about the importance of you and I Walking in truth. Even John 8.32 says, and the what? Truth will what? Set us free. You could be going through a crisis, but because you got so much truth on the inside of you, you don't even flinch. Why? Because you know truth. the truth of the matter is that, the, that, that truth will ultimately supersede the facts that are going on in your life. I mean, it's a fact that maybe, you know, your money ain't touching and agreeing. But truth says in Philippians 4, 19, that my God shall supply what all of our need according to our riches and glory. Anybody ever been in a season where you knew it was a fact, a situation, you like, that's a fact. But you're like, but I'm not giving in to that. It's a fact that when you look at the, my lineage, when you, it's a fact that when you look at people that come from my background, my forefathers, they were all alcoholics. That's a fact but i've come to the conclusion that i'm not going to be an alcoholic because the bible tells me that no weapon formed against me shall prosper that's the truth of the matter amen that i'm not that that the buck stops right here amen So let's get into this. We talked about truth. We talked about even the breastplate of righteousness. We talked about how 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says that he knew not sin, but he became sin for us that we might be the what? Righteousness of God. So now... And we talked about last week how even the book of Romans talks about how even righteousness is a gift. Amen. He's given us the gift of righteousness. Now we can put on that righteousness. We even talked about how the book of Isaiah says that our righteousness is as a filthy rag. You don't want your righteousness nowhere on your, in, in the vicinity. Amen. We want his righteousness. Even the Bible tells us in Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the what? kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen then all these what other things will be added unto us. So we looked at tr- the belt of truth. We looked at the breastplate of righteousness. So tonight, we're going to look at uh, 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 verse 15. And let's look at verse 14. It says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. But then verse 15 says, And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of Peace. One of the things that came to mind is that when you go into battle, you need peace. Matter of fact, a lot of times it's the people that lose the battle that decide to go into the battle with no peace. You go into a battle fearful, you're going to lose. Amen. Another thing too is that, 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 that I believe that when you go into battle, it's necessary in a natural war to have uh, a proper footwear. And it's vital to have, I mean, when you watch basketball, like we just got done watching, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers and, and, and Golden State Warriors, they did their thing. But if you notice, they go out there with the proper footwear so that they can be able to pivot, to be able to, you know, turn and so on and so forth, even with different sports like, like football. Listen, what would you look like going to a basketball game one with some cleats on? You're not going to have no kind of leverage on your opponent. You will not have a leverage. You will not have an advantage. You will, you, listen, at the end of the day, you're going to be slipping and sliding all over the court. So it, it, even anybody that's that's done any type of sports, be it tennis, be it, come on, anybody ever bowled? All of us have bowled. Can I get it? been bowling. Listen, you even, it's a certain shoe that you have to wear when you bowl. Amen? So you can be what? Effective. Amen? And so in the spirit, amen, that if you don't have peace in the middle of your crisis, you will s- flatline. That's why it's so important that we have peace. So let's get into peace because we might not even get to the shield of faith tonight. I've, I've got it prepared just in case. But this peace thing, we really, I want to nail this thing home because it is so important. Because it would be a travesty for us to come to church and we don't have peace. It would be a travesty for us to be walking in all this truth, but then you don't have peace. So let's look at a couple of things tonight. Let's go to uh, uh, Isaiah 55 and 11 real quick. Look what it says. Isaiah 55 and 11. Look at this real quick. It says, uh, 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 so shall uh, my word be that when it goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return back. It will not return to me void. You got to remember, God's word is not coming back empty. Then it says, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. But this is where I really want to go. Look at verse 12. Then it says, for you shall go out with joy. Then it says, and be led. Somebody say led. Out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into the singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall uh, uh, clap their hands. But I want to focus on, it says, and be led out with peace. So the first thing I want to share with you today is that peace keeps you moving forward. The enemy's objective is to cause you that when you're between a rock and a hard place, the enemy's objective is for you to go back to what's safe and familiar. How many of you know a lot of us can't afford to go back to what's safe and familiar? So my point is this, that when you have peace Peace will keep you moving forward. And let's look at this uh, verse 12 one more time. Look at this part. Look at that. It says, and, and, and be led out. Do you realize that peace can take you out of your situation? If I mean, come on, man. All of us in this building have, one thing we have in common is that all of us have been through a crisis. We have been through a trial. And you had to make a decision that day. Am I going to take this fear to bed or am I going to take this peace to bed? Amen. And all of us have been guilty of taking fear to bed. Well, I don't know. Come on, all of us have been, but thank God we've all have grown up. I'm prophesying. <laughs> Hallelujah. And if you haven't, you're going to turn a corner today. Because you're not going to take fear to bed with you. Come on, somebody. You're not going to take fear to your job. Come on. That, that is not, that is not, that is not the will of God for you to, every time you get in your car, you got to fear you're going to get in a wreck. Don't be fearing that your children are going to die. How I many you know that's demonic, that is satanic, amen, because all of us have had to battle that because we've come to the conclusion that we're not omnipresent, amen. But fear. Put, put 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 up Job three. This is why I'm teaching on peace again tonight. Put up Job three twenty five. Look at this real quick. Look at this. People wonder why Job went through what he went through. He invited fear in his room. Look at it. It says, "For the thing I have greatly feared has come upon me." Then he then he then he says, "And what I dreaded, the thing that I'd been." pondering on, the thing that I allowed to come into my life. The thing that I dreaded has happened to me. He feared he was going to lose everything. That's why when fear comes knocking on your door, you better know 2 Timothy 1 and 7. 2 Timothy 1 and 7, God said, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love, and a sound mind. Amen? Fear means false evidence appearing real. Amen? You have to make a decision to identify that thing, and then you have to crucify it. And then, if you're at a place where you need some uh, uh, fellow brothers, just, you need to get somebody that's mature that can help you speak to that spirit. Because remember, death and life is in the power of your tongue. Not only does God give you permission to speak life to certain things, but you can speak death to some stuff too. You need to speak death to that spirit of fear and tell that fear, you will not dominate me another day. You will not have dominion over me. Matter of fact, you are under my foot from this day forward. I will not live my life in fear. I won't go into tomorrow with fear. I'm taking peace with me. So let's make sure that me and you are led by God's peace. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, yes, we're in a crisis, but I got peace. That change is coming. Anybody got peace? All right. Praise the Lord. Change is coming. Amen. Hallelujah. And what I preach Sunday, you got to have peace in that. Change is coming. I believe God spoke to my man of God. He don't just get up there, you know, sugarcoat stuff. He he wants to hear from the throne room of God, what to speak to the people of God. Change is coming. So we got to have peace. Amen. But look at this. Peace keeps you moving forward. Go to John 14, 27. John 14, uh, 27. John uh, chapter 14. It says, peace, I leave with you. Now this is as Jesus is getting ready to transition, I love this, that he says, I'm going to leave you peace. Peace means to be calm, and it means security. See, peace gives you a security that this too shall pass. Peace gives you a security that, you know what? This too shall pass. Anybody been in them seasons? You like this too shall pass. I got peace that all this is all. This is Romans eight twenty eight. All things are working together for the good. So I'm gonna go to sleep because I got peace. So it says, peace I leave with you. My peace. I like that. He says the same peace that I have. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Uh, to gives, do I give to you? Let not your heart be troubled. Should not be living your life, but your heart always troubled. When your heart is troubled, check it. Life is too short. God puts you in this world for you to enjoy it. Amen? Not that your heart is troubled every day. I'm just troubled. But he said, Put it up, real quick. But he said, "My peace." Somebody say, "My peace." My I give to you. What you gonna do? He's listen. He's saying, "I, I've, I've given you access to my peace. Now it's up to you to take it and apply it to your life." Because he said, "Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be. neither let it. Let it be afraid." So number number one, peace keeps us moving forward. Number two, look at this. Peace keeps you standing. Go to Psalm 34 and 14. So not only will peace keep you moving forward, but peace keeps you standing. Look at this, Psalm 34. Depart from evil and do good. Then it tells us, it says, seek peace. That word seek means to eagerly pursue. So we should be eagerly pursuing after peace. Then it says, not only does it say to seek it, but it says to pursue it. In other words, it's not, not going to just drop in your lap. You got to seek it. You got to pursue it. Every day, you, Lord, I seek your peace. Lord, I pursue your peace. And guess what? If you're seeking it, if you're eagerly pursuing it, you will have it. Because he said it in John chapter 14, verse 27, my peace I give to you. So he's saying, I've given you access to it. Now take it. Amen? So peace will keep you Standing Now go to Psalm 29 and 11. Look at this, Psalm 29 and 11. So don't ever forget that. Pursue and seek after peace. Then look at this. It says, the Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. So look at that. He's saying, listen, I'm going to give you the strength that you need. And he's saying, I'm going to bless his people with peace. Peace will keep you standing. I mean, Normal people will flatline, normal people will freak out. but how many of you know you're not normal? You got to know that you're a son. Come on, you're a daughter of the Most High God. Why everybody else is panicking? You' like, I got peace. Well, you know how many people they laid off? Well, I got peace sometime God sometime if they do let me go, sometime in order for God to close a door, he got to a, a open door, He got to close a door. Anybody have had some closed doors. And when you look back, you're like, "Lord, thank you. Anybody been there before? I'll never forget when, you know uh, Burger King let me go, I was falling out." <laughs> and then it, here I go from 4:25 to 870. Because you know, I grew up in the area you know anybody remember the 4:25 dispensation. Nowadays, I think minimum wage is like 10 dollars now. How much is it? 11. How much? 875. Boy, this is a good dispensation. I remember back when it was 425. So I'm up here falling out about, you know, you know Burger King, and, then shut the door, and thank God my mother-in-law got me a job at Head Start. Can y'all believe it? I was a Head Start teacher. When they told me what I was going to be making, you could have told me I was making a million dollars. God will give you double for your trouble. Can I get a witness up in here? Amen. So don't 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 trip. About maybe uh, one of my friends wrote a book called The Blessing of Closed Doors. Sometimes you got to be thank Lord, thank you for shutting this door. Then that gets then that then then you like Lord, you got to open up another door. You told me the Philippians four six, let my request be made known. Lord, I thank you that greater is coming now. So before greater comes, guess what? I'ma just walk in the peace of God. In the meantime, so remember, peace keeps you standing. Let's look at this other one. Um, Peace keeps you from panicking. So not only only will peace uh, keep you from, peace keeps you moving forward and keeps you standing, but even peace keeps you from panicking. Go to Isaiah 26 and 3. Isaiah 26 and, and, and 3. It says, you will keep him, in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Because he what trusteth in you. But look at that. He's saying, I'm going to keep you in perfect peace. But this is the key. Whose mind is stayed on him. So you have to play a part in you maintaining your peace. Because the enemy wants you to put your, your eyes on the problem and not the problem solver. How many in this building know he's been solving problems for over 2,000 years? Amen? So if he has solved your problems this year, last year, the year before that, the decade before that, and the decade before that, what's making you? He's the same. Hebrews 13, says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So don't panic. Amen? Just keep your mind on him. That's why Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, looking unto God, who's the what? Arthur and the finisher of our faith. He has the last say-so in the matter, not Satan. So all you got to do is just make up of your mind. I'm going to keep my mind stayed on him because I know this too shall pass. So I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to flatline. I'm not going to throw the towel in because I know my change is coming. So in the meantime, I'm going to pursue. I'm going to seek his peace. Do I have anybody on the at the Wednesday night service that has that peace that I'm talking about? Peace that only comes from him. Amen? So remember that he said, I will keep you in perfect peace whose mine. The mind is a trip. Can I get a witness? I can't wait to talk about the helmet of salvation. I can't wait to talk about Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 where he says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. We have to put on his mind. We have to put on his peace. We have to pursue it, and we have to seek after it. We don't want to find ourselves in a Joel predicament. All that could have been avoided if he would have spoke to that fear. You feeling me? So go to Philippians 4, 7 real quick. Go to Philippians 4, 7. So remember, peace keeps us from panicking. Look at this real quick. Philippians uh, 4 and uh, 7. Hallelujah. It's coming. Delay does not mean deny. If it don't come, we're going to go old school. Who pulled it up? You got it. Look at this. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He said, my peace will guard your heart and your mind. Peace of God that surpasseth all. One translation, not only does it say it will guard your mind and your heart, it will keep you. His peace will keep your mind. Anybody thought, you, I'm about to just have a nervous breakdown. But then you said, you know what, Lord, I thank you for Philippians 4 and 7. You give me peace that surpasseth all understanding. Because in, understand, in my flesh, and my frustration, I'm ready to flip out. Can I get a witness? Anybody been in that? Anybody going to own that and be like, I've been there. I, I can even say that. Well, oh, but I'm so glad for scripture. I'm so glad that I can go get my spiritual medication. Come on, somebody. That I can go. and I can, I, that, That's got to be, when you're between a rock and a hard place, that's got to be your go-to scripture. Because what? His peace will what? It will guard your mind. Where other people are flatlining, you laughing and stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep balling on my budget for the meantime. Because I know greater is coming. Come on, somebody. I might not know him as El Shaddai, but I know him as Jehovah Jireh. At least I know he's my provider. So at least I got peace in that. Come on, what did Paul say in Philippians 4.12? He said, abound a base. Then he said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But even in his base seasons, the Bible talked about how he was a tent maker. You better have something you can fall back on. Amen? Listen, if I can't preach, I'll go somewhere and be a motivational speaker. I'll have these people thinking they can jump over a wall. (laughs) I'll articulate in some kind of way. Come on, somebody. (laughs) But listen, people that don't have peace panic. Look at people that you and I know that don't have a relationship with God. Falling out. I know so many people, even right now with what's going on, they have, I just can't sleep at night. I'm sleeping good. Why? Because Psalm 91 and 7 says a thousand will fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come nigh unto me. That's got to be your prayer. You got to remember that his angels are what encamped around me. This word says that surely goodness and mercy what shall follow me all the days of my life. See, when you have a few go-to scriptures, you will go to sleep and be like, I'm not going to panic if God brought Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out. I know he'll bring me out. If he brought Daniel out, I know if he brought Joseph out, Come on, you ain't even really got to even look to those in the Bible. Look at how he brought you out with your crazies. Anybody in this building going to admit you was, and he brought you out of your dark place into his what? Marvelous light. Just look over the course of your life and what he brought you out of. And thank God that you didn't panic and flatline. Amen? So number one, Peace keeps us moving forward. Peace keeps us standing. Peace keeps us from panicking. Look at Mark chapter 4, verse 38. Look at this. Mark chapter 4, verse 38. It says, But he was in the stern and he was asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Next verse. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, Peace, be still. Told that thing to calm down. How many of you know you can speak to your storm? You can speak to your situation. Amen. Look at this. So it says, He said to the, to the sea, Peace, be still. A- and the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. Because death and life is in the what? You can speak to your storm. You can speak to your situation. You know what? You're not even denying the fact that it's there. Because it's there. It is what it is. You're like, oh, I'm not even denying. I know you're there. But I know you passing over. Because Katrina's don't last forever. Can I get a witness up in here? Come on, this stuff comes and goes. So... Yeah, So here it is, Jesus is asleep on the pillow. And then, uh, uh, look at this, let's look at this again. And then it says, teacher, do you care that we are perishing? Sounds like he has some people panicking in his inner circle. Look at the next verse. Then it says, then he arose and he rebuked the wind. He says, to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Next verse. But he said to them, why? are you so fearful? Look at that. See, that's why I love the word. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. Fear's been on the scene since time. But look at that. It says, why are you so fearful? Then he says, how is it that you have no faith? Boy, Jesus is putting them in check. He's schooling them. Amen? Look at that. He's saying, wait, where's your faith? Why are y'all panicking? You know, Jesus was something else. Even remember, he told the disciples, how much longer must I suffer with you? Jesus got sick of folk. (laughs) I mean, he got aggressive. How much longer, he said, because they couldn't cast the spirit out of the young man. And he's thinking, man, when is my spiritual sin, when is my DNA going to get on you guys? He was letting them know, listen, just like how I kick butt in the spirit and kick names, you guys can do the same thing because I've delegated my power to you. I've given you the keys to my kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. So he was frustrated because he's like, you're not even using what you have because everything you need is in you. How many of you believe that tonight? Everything you need It's already in you. You just need somebody to help sometime help you wake that thing up. Because he's delegated his authority to you. He's delegated his power to you. That's in Luke chapter 10 verse 19. For he said, I've given you power to trample. Somebody say trample. That word trample means to walk on. Scorpions and serpents. Then look at that. Then it says, uh, uh, over all the power, not just some of the power, but it says all. Somebody say all. The power of the enemy. So anything that he throws at you, God has given you power over it. That you should not allow it to dominate you. Well, pastor, you don't understand. My whole family been bound by anxiety. So you're going to accept that? So just because everybody else walked in it, now you're going, you go know, something. When you hit a wall, you ah. When he says pursue, seek my peace, my peace will I leave with you? He said my peace. But go 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 back to the text. Go back to the text. Uh, go 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 back to uh 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 uh, uh Go back to uh, where we were. Um, the uh, 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 scripture when Jesus was on the on the boat. Let's go back there. But we, then it says peace, be still. And the wind ceased. A great calm. Next verse. Then he arose, he rebuked them. Then it says, but he, he said to them, why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Next verse. Then it says, and they feared exceedingly and they said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? They were like, who's this? That's how people should be about you. Well, what you then not we knew you from back in the day. How do you go from here to? say? <laughs> I began to realize who I was. And I began to realize that God's given me access to his peace. So, yes, I didn't just get here overnight. I had to go through some trials. And there was times that my faith was on trial. But I tapped into his peace. I made a decision to come to the conclusion that his peace will cause me to stand. I made a decision that, his, that during the middle of my crisis that I'm not going to panic, because he said that he, he left me his peace. Amen. So remember that, don't ever forget this story about how you, just like Jesus rebuked the wind, you can rebuke those winds in your life. What wind are you talking about when that wind of depression comes, when that wind of insecurity comes? When that wind, Amen, of of, of well, maybe some of you maybe struggle with alcoholism or drugs, when that wind comes, you can speak to that thing, tell that thing to cease, tell that thing, no, 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 I'm not going for that. I'm not going to open that door so you can have dominion over me again. So you can speak to that wind in your life. So let's look at this last one. So number one, peace keeps us moving forward. Peace keeps us standing. Peace keeps us from panicking. And then the last one is peace is valuable. How how many of you know his peace is valuable? Look at this. Look at this. Go to Matthew uh, chapter 10, verse 12. Matthew chapter 10. His peace is valuable. Look at this. It says, and when you go into a household, greet it. Next verse. If the household is worthy let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. You better be careful who you give your peace to. You need all the peace you can get. Can I get a witness up in here? In other words, this scripture is somewhat telling us to be selfish when it comes to our peace. Because look at this. Look at it again. Look at it again. This is almost like cutthroat. Because it says, (laughs) it says, uh, uh, if the household is not worthy, uh, if, if, if the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. He's saying, if that's a chaos situation going on, he's saying, take your peace. Don't even let your peace come upon that house. Isn't that interesting? He's like, don't be just dropping your peace off everywhere. Because there are some people, that's why the Bible says don't cast your pearls before swine. If you look up the word swine, what it denotes? It means someone who chooses to walk in their own way. Jesus like, don't even cast your pearls. They're not even worth ministering to. You might get a better response from this wall over here than some people. Pastor, I've just been trying. I've been trying. Listen. The Bible says, be all things to all people that I might save some. Did you catch that? Now, that's the part of the text I don't particularly care for because it says to save some. Because really, as Christians, because we love God and we want to promote love, we want to see everybody get saved. But everybody ain't going to get saved. I remember I used to be getting mad at my pastor that I used to be under. He always would tell us in staff meetings that in ministry there's going to be casualties. And I didn't want to hear all that. I'm like, we're going to save everybody. But now that I've been in this thing, next year it'll be 20 years. We're going to have some casualties. Because <laughs> you know when you're young and you got zeal, you want to save everybody. The cat, the dog, the owl, come on something. You want to save everybody, and you think you got enough God in you, you got enough truth in you, you got enough authority in you to save everybody. But at the end of the day, there are just some people, they don't want it. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Let's look at this. Go go, go back to the text. Go back to the text. Look at this. It says, if this household is is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And then look what the next verse says. Then it says, and whoever will not receive you nor hear your words when you depart from that house or that city, shake off the dust of your feet. My God. Somebody got a breakthrough tonight. You like passion? You mean I could just shake my—that's that's what the text—the text, the text said—shake off. See, there are some people you just gotta shake them off. Come on, somebody—you've you, you've done all you can. The Bible says some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. Some things you gotta be like, okay, God, I know you got this. I'm moving on to the next person. I gotta dust my feet because it seemed like every time I talked to this person, I hit a wall. And it's unfortunate. But it is what it is. Look at the text. Look at it one more time. Look at this. It says, and whoever uh, will not receive you or hear your words when you depart from that house or that city. And it says, look at that. It says they will not hear your words. When you depart from that house or that city, shake off the dust of your feet. Next verse. Then it says, As surely I say to you, it's more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in that day of judgment than for that city. Do I need to say any more? Peace is valuable. At the end of the day, people of God, even right now as our nation is going through what it's going through, I, I, I even sense this thing is passing over. They you know there's still some residue to it there's some things that are still going on, but I, I feel this thing is getting, it's, it's, it's lifting. But in the middle of this, hold on to your peace. Don't allow anxiety to get the best of you. Even today... Uh, tonight, I've got a chance to pray with the gentlemen, that, that the officers that walk around our campus, just encouraging them. Because listen, the enemy will try to have us on edge. The enemy is after your peace. The enemy is after your joy. The enemy will love for you to panic. The enemy will love for you to say, you know what? I got unforgiveness in my heart because of what's going on. No, 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 no. It's time for you to tap into the peace of God. What do you say? I'll give you what? Peace. That's surpassive." All understanding. He said that peace will what guard your mind and your heart through Christ Jesus. Matter of fact, we let's go back to Philippians four seven, and I'm closing because we, I wanted to hit seven, and I wanted to hit eight, and I know it didn't come up on the screen. But look at this. He says, "And the peace of God." Remember, peace again means to be calm. It means security because peace will give us security in our crisis. Then it says, "And the peace of God which surpasseth all understanding." It will what? It will. It, it, it says it will guard your heart, and your mind through Christ Jesus. Now look at verse 8. Finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if, look at the rest of this, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate. Somebody say meditate meditate. On these things. Let's meditate on those things. Let's meditate on the positive. Let's not meditate on the negative. If we, as God's children, are always meditating on the negative, it's it's just natural for that to get in your spiritual pores. And then before you know it, you invite unforgiveness back in your life. You invite fear back in your life. You invite unbelief back in your life. You invite doubt. Back in your life. You've come too far to allow doubt to come back in the picture. You've come too far to allow unbelief to come into the picture. So we got to think on those things that are pure. Let's think on his peace. He said, I'll keep you in what? Perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Go ahead and bow your heads. Father, we thank you for the word tonight.